0: people welcome everybody to a new podcast of environmental systems of season two today we will talk about mitigation and adaptation strategies according to climate change and how to deal with it my name is bruno boss and i'm here with my co-worker esult ambias what's up Enzo? So, how are you pretty well bruno what do you think about climate change I believe that with the COVID-19 pandemic, we have left climate change further behind than the two cars in F1. We know that right now, the world is going to... all because of the climate change caused by human intervention. But Bruno, do you know a little more? Climate change is a tremendous problem that we're currently experiencing because of the long-term alteration of temperature and typical weather patterns in a region. Where it is very difficult to solve in a short period of time. But adaptation and mitigation strategies are here to help us. First of all Bruno, so you know something about mitigation and adaptation strategies? Well, I know the concept, but not so detailed. Mitigating climate change is about reducing the release of greenhouse gas emissions that are warming our planet. And mitigation is the same as adaptation? And so, do you see me as an expert? Luckily, I got this job! Well, what, what I know, adaptation is the process of change by which an organism or species becomes better suited to its environment. But all this is, is based on biological terms. In any case, I'm not an expert on the subject, so today we have a guest. Now, we warmly welcome our special guest, climate change expert Osvaldo Rutloff. Hello, Osvaldo. We are happy to be with you today. Hi, and so hi, Bruno. Thank you for all this invitation. So, Osvaldo, to begin the interview, the first question will be, what are the difference between mitigation and adaptation? Uh-huh. Well, uh, as a first statement, we must consider that throughout history, people and societies have adjusted to and un- cope with changes in climate with uh, varying degrees of success. Climate change drought in particular has been at least partly responsible for the rise and fall of civilizations. Um, Earth's climate has been relatively stable for the past 12,000 years and this stability has been crucial for the development of our, of our civilization and life as we know it. So as our climate change, we will have to uh, learn to adapt and the faster the climate change, the harder it could be for us. So which are the differences between mitigation and adaptation? Uh, um, there will be slight difference depending on who gives you the definition, but under the European environmental agency approach, adaptation means anticipating the adverse effects of climate change and taking appropriate actions to prevent or minimize the damage they can cause. And this approach also consider taking advantage and opportunities that may arise in, in, in other words, adaptation is the process of adjusting to the current and future effects of climate change. On the flip side, mitigation considers a human intervention that reduces the sources of greenhouse gases emissions and or enhances the sinks, I mean the soil, the forest or the seas. So means making the impacts of climate change less severe by preventing or reducing the emissions of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. Of these years human development could be threatened losing total balance that as you say in this 12,000 12, years it is shocking in short the second question would be what do you think about plans Chile has against climate change well we know that Chile's particularly vulnerable to climate change and it's already experiencing climate change impacts as the long standing drought we in central and southern chile and these impacts will increase in the future in this context in, in context in april 2020 chile was one of the first countries to submit an updated to the paris agreement this update is called the ndc or nationally determined contribution that show that many of the actions that can simultaneously reduce black carbon and greenhouse gases were also among the most cost effective ones. And that's great news. But let me read this. Uh, The head of the Climate and Clean Air Coalition said, uh, the updated climate change commitment submitted by Chile is an important milestone as it recognized the added value of taking action on black carbon alongside ambitious goals to reduce both short-lived and long-lived greenhouse gases and achieving carbon neutrality. But anyway, this, uh, the submission of these new targets result in an upgrade of um, current rating from highly insufficient to insufficient so we are doing efforts and that's good news but we really still need to work harder if we want to make a great and big contribution to climate change and to sustainable development well it is also good to know that at least our country is making efforts to minimize the effect it brings us with all the damage we do to the environment every day do you think Santiago will be regarded as a sustainable city Um uh, first of all we need to define what what is sustainable what is a sustainable city. Um, We tend to create sustainability more with environmental factors than others, but I don't know, health, access to education, personal safety, good housing standards, employment opportunities, and also social inequality are all sustainability requirements. And Santiago performs well in sustainability terms compared to other major cities in the region. However, Santiago presents problems such as uh, high levels of resource consumption, unequal access to resources and services, air pollution, uh, inadequate housing conditions, or inefficient transformation and use of energy. And all these problems go hand in hand with weak institutional control mechanisms. So, most of the current urban development plans and strategies for Santiago are based on sectoral approaches. In that way, they do not sufficiently address the complex interaction of problems and challenges of sustainable mega urban developments. What about urban expansion? It's uh, evident that urban expansion and even densification have taken place here. Well, let's say in Santiago, Uh, without sufficient attention to socio-ecological risks, weather risk or investments in stormwater drainage systems. And there are several important concepts to consider in this matter. And for considering Santiago a sustainable city, I mean, localization on the one hand, decisions that play a role in the shape of transport needs and associated health risks for emissions. Uh, Second, congestion that will slow down any future transport system. Third, dry years that are likely to increase future water stress for all uh, Santiago's uh, inhabitants. Uh, Four, emissions from waste collection and transfer and from decomposition. In this context, the option for processing the organic fraction of domestic waste needs needs to be explored. And also energy, demand is also expected to rise. Therefore, there is an urgent need to change the composition of energy matrix and do you have a perspective for the future well i cannot say what the solution for all these challenges are but planning with existing tools such as the regional development strategy the regional urban development policy the intercommunal regulatory plan the local regulatory plans and local development plans will need to link much more clearly with sectoral initiatives from the public and private sectors. Um, Corresponding use of planning instruments and the guiding of investments require goal-oriented planning to ensure complementarities, synergies, and coherence to avoid problems and to ensure more equitable and more efficient outcomes. So you're saying that before 2010, Climate change did not exist. Shut up. And the people (laughs) of those days just care about smoking? Silencio Bruno. Sorry, I am an enthusiastic person. Continuing with question four, do you think Chile can use another adaptation strategy to face climate change? Um we we must think in new approaches to face climate change. As i mentioned before even we have made efforts to mitigate climate change our efforts are still ranked as insufficient so we need to do more what what will happen in terms of the future um, if we think in terms of uh, 2030 agenda uh, sustainable development and considering also the social crisis we have experienced since 2019 it will be important to consider the social impact of the climate crisis. Um, The so-called social pillar can help orient adaptation and mitigation actions on a development pathway that puts people and resilience at the core. Um, Chile's new climate plan is a good down payment for a prosperous and safer future. However, Taking even bolder climate actions would not only help Chile reduce the impacts of climate change, but also protect and strengthen uh, the country's economy. It is good. It is good to know that Chile is on the right track, and hopefully, it will have better results in the future. But what Chile has to do in a few words to achieve it? Well. Uh, Chile should use this new NDC or national determined contribution to seize the social and economic benefits that a zero-carbon future can offer. Hopefully, Chile can achieve all its objectives to be able to stop climate change, somehow together with its NDC and invest more and more in the protection of natural resources as well. How can we measure the success rate of climate change adaptation practice? Um, Well, defining reasonable indicators for for climate change uh, projects is complicated by the long term horizon of both mitigation and adaptation project impacts, as well as the uncertainty associated with climate change impacts. Um, Anyhow, some efforts have been made. Uh, For example, the Inter-American Development Bank has been working on SMART indicators. And this SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and timely. This SMART SMART indicators can be used for addressing the impact of climate change projects. Um, The evaluation uh, of climate change projects, both for adaptation and mitigation, present certain difficulties not often found in other projects such as um, many climate change projects deliver multiple benefits so projects developer uh, project developers needs to keep these benefits separate to the extent possible and also many benefits may only be realized after the life of the project this means that projects must have intermediate indicators the important point is that developing good specific indicators for outputs and outcomes will make contributions for assessing impacts easier down the road. I like this about SMART also because it could make a profit as you say. Continuing with the last question, how does mitigation reduce climate change? Um, Well, as uh, we mentioned before, the goal of mitigation is to avoid significant human interference with the climate system. It's about reducing the release of greenhouse gas emissions that are warming our planet. So there are three main climate change mitigation approaches discussed throughout the literature. Can you tell us more in detail about these three climate change mitigation approaches? Of course. Uh, first, the conventional mitigation efforts employ decarbonization technologies and techniques that reduce CO2 emissions. Such, such as uh, renewable energy or efficiency gains. And most of these technologies are well established and carry an acceptable level of managed risk. Uh, second route constitutes a new set of technologies and methods that are potentially deployed to capture and sequester CO2 from the atmosphere. And a third route uh, revolves around the principle of altering the earth radiation balance through the management of solar and terrestrial radiation. It's it's problem, or the problem of, of this route is that it's not tackling the problem origin, but the effects of the problem. But anyway, it's important to clarify that there is no ultimate solution to tackle climate change. That's why we must consider all the technologies and techniques that are technically and economically viable always under the umbrella of the sustainable development of the 2030 Agenda. Thanks, Osvaldo, for this amazing interview. Uh, thanks to you guys, you're more than welcome. I'm very happy to inform you about this, especially because it's a topic that is not considered much and is extremely important for the world and for us, of course. Definitely. We learn a lot with our incredible guest. With this, we finish the program for today in my opinion the government is crazy for not investing enough on projects to save our people therefore we are ending our podcast episode of environmental systems season two with the following conclusion indeed adaptation is when a problem is already rising therefore you look to fix or coexist with it and mitigation is when you seek to reduce a problem in the future without already affecting something.